Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Lodge 49. Welcome back to Streaming in Place. We are talking about the fourth episode of the first season of Lodge 49, the scintillatingly titled Sunday uh, and I'm pretty excited to talk about this one, if only because we get to talk about uh, grocery cart jousting, <laughs> which is a sport I think more people should participate no, in. This... No, listeners don't do that. That's It's very <laughs> dangerous. Um, you, it is very you dangerous. I was very six concerned. Feet of social distancing with it, so don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. May, unless you live in New Zealand, in which case you're probably okay, but please be careful. Um, because. You know, things happen. Um, how are you two doing today? Good? Yeah? Yeah, I'm Life's okay. Life's good? I'm, I'm Have you um, <laughs> fallen into a corpse and gotten dead body in your mouth? No. Any time recently? Not no. recently, okay. but you know, right. who knows what's going to happen. There's still time this year. It's still, still 2020. so much time. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like a good place to start is we, we've got another episode where Liz and Dud have very different experiences that still somehow feel sort of linked. Um and uh, not just by the mysteries of the universe. Uh, so how did this one sit with you, Kate? It was fine. I liked it. I think you like it more than I do. But I enjoyed it. It was fun to just kind of spend some time with these characters. Um, yeah, I liked <laughs> I liked the little peeks we get at Larry. And he me- I'm assuming he was at the lodge the whole time in some other secret rooms, uh, which is hilarious. And, I mean... I think it's going to be hard. Like, having worked many a Scout pancake breakfast uh, in my childhood, I both of my brothers did Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. I did Girl Scouts. Um, also, I grew up Catholic, so you know I've done a just a pancake breakfast before. Uh, that the, the, the Scouts finding, somehow finding the secret room and everything and like play like yes that tracked that felt (laughs) yes i have no doubt that like some of those scouts were running around and pulled on a thing which made the thing open and then yeah like that that felt inevitable in the best possible way so yeah i had fun with this episode uh but i am kind of ready to start moving forward with where liz is at right now yes Noel, what did you think? I uh, kind of agree. I think that there is a lot of sort of, we had this big reveal and now we need to allow everyone to have time to process it. And I think that this episode gives a lot of space for that in terms of the the corpus. It's a mummy! <laughs> Yo, it's a mummy! Yeah, Blaze so, is going to be so upset. Blaze also does, he's having a rough day. He does also not clearly not understand how local news works. Like, buddy, you can't do something sarcastic on local news and not expect them to use it. Like, that's just how it works. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was very much a we've got this thing. We can't answer this question yet because it's way too soon for us to answer this question because we still have this other question of where's Larry and what's Larry doing. And so I think that this episode is fun in a lot of ways because I really enjoy the ways in which it forces Ernie and Dud together to go on a quest um, that amounts to very little for either of them, except for getting a really cool gift basket. (laughs) Um, And the long walk to get to that gift basket joke is totally worth it. Like, I love (laughs) that joke of Dud coming out of the gas station 
And Ernie's just got a massive gift basket as if to say, wait, why did I just go into the store to get you a Diet Coke when you had this gift basket? <laughs> Diet, Excuse Dr. Me. Diet Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper, sorry. Yeah. In a bottle, <laughs> if they have it. If they have it. Uh, that's one of those little details that I, ju- I love it when TV shows get that specific with uh-huh. things like Coke, like Coke Zero, yeah. right? If somebody's drinking Coke Zero, you know, it's real. Anyway, as a, as a fellow out of a bottle or out of the fountain versus a can, I yes. felt very seen. This is the correct way. That way you can adjust the carbonation to your needs because the cans are just too highly carbonated. There's nothing you can do about it. But fountain or bottle much more like fountain is the correct setting and then the if they don't have the fountain then the bottle you can like do the open close open close a few times and get it to just the right anyways i have a lot of opinions about soda apparently listeners allison's making a face and we're gonna hit we're gonna we're gonna lean in hard to this swerve right now (laughs) yeah i mean well here's the thing this is what lodge 49 would want us to do right a door has been opened for us we must walk through it um i didn't realize i had opinions about soda but i guess i do i am firmly fountain can bottle like bottle the bottom it just doesn't taste as good i don't know Mm -hmm. why it goes it goes flat and it just like it just and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel good it's not a good tactile experience maybe maybe like fountain can large bottle that you pour into glass small bottle that you drink out of and in can, I think I would go tiny can, full-size can, because those tiny cans are The great. tiny cans are the correct size. That is how much soda I want to drink. I don't want to drink 12 ounces yes. of soda. It is too much. And in the bottle, the tiny bottle, similarly, eight ounces. I want eight ounces of soda, please. Well, see, here's, here's the other problem, is that you also need to differentiate between plastic bottles and glass bottles as well because everything out of a glass bottle tastes significantly better than a plastic important bottle. distinction mm-hmm. yes yeah well and also then sometimes you're also getting cane sugar as opposed to whatever because of where they're bottled mm-hmm. like uh there is no finer bet and i don't drink soda anymore so this is just making me sad but um but there is no finer beverage on this earth that doesn't include alcohol than a glass bottle of squirt oh wow okay perfect yeah Oh, if you've never had, if you've never never experienced glass bottle of squirt, it's like, it's, it's tart. It's bright. It's great. Um, Marcus has an important addition. I found some fountain machines are mixed incorrectly and don't taste great. That's true. You need to have someone competent. That is totally true. You know, running things. Yeah. So. As someone who has refilled those before. Yeah. It's a pain (laughs) in the neck. The God tier of fountain soda, by the way, I believe, despite the is the mcdonald's fountain yes. soda which is always loaded correctly yeah. always mm-hmm. and diet coke just tastes better that from mcdonald's than it does from anywhere else on the planet i don't know it's, why it's the, anyway. the, the aroma of fries also the i was gonna thought you were gonna Maybe. say the god tier of the fountain soda is the self-mixed like from several different oh yes that is the correct way to do yes, it yes 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 not too many but like a little like um like diet coke with a little lemonade or dr pepper with a little cherry coke or like a little fruit punch in there yeah yeah something see as someone from atlanta always boggled my brain uh well from the atlanta area um it boggled my brain when they started rolling out those um those mix stations basically Mm -hmm. at uh, restaurants because i was very much like this is just a thing that exists because the world of coca-cola which is coca-cola's uh Self-promotion preservation museum, which used to be great and now sucks since they moved to a different location. Um, you could just do that with every type of Coke you want. 
including like Cokes from other countries and Coke products from other countries. Um, so when they started rolling those out, I was not particularly <laughs> impressed. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, yeah, no, it's great. We could do this if we just paid 15 bucks to go to the Coke museum and we could do it for every type of Coke. Um, or if you were an elementary schooler in the Metro Atlanta area, <laughs> and then you went there at least once a year, almost every year in elementary school for a field trip. <laughs> well, I don't feel like we've gotten the, the ranking from Noel. So Noel, where are you at with all this? Um, so I, like Allison, also don't drink soda anymore. Like, yeah. um, ginger I, I ale haven't is, had yeah. soda in like over a year and yeah, yeah. Ginger ale is all I basically drink. I do drink the occasional ginger yeah. ale or ginger beer, yeah. but yeah, that's it. And I do occasionally still have a little squirt, preferably from a glass bottle, because it is uh, my choice for making Palomas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't had, like, like a Coke in a few... I definitely haven't had a Coke since the pandemic started, but I think I had one, like, sometime late last year. Anyway. Yeah, I did, because I had one of their Christmas flavors, their holiday seasonal flavors, which are not great, by the way, um, mm-hmm. listeners. Um, so I am, I tend to, I prefer like a bottle first um, on my list, um, glass bottle, and then you can give me a fountain and then um, can and plastic bottles or um, cans and plastic bottles are basically the same for me. Um, so that's about where I lay out. Um, if I get a bottle of a glass bottle of soda, it's like a treat for myself um because they're delicious so that's about where i am with them yeah marcus says vanilla coke was the only special flavor i like okay but marcus you have to give us your rundown of bottle (laughs) v can v fountain and we will report back though we should probably uh un talk about the digression i don't like back into the conversation you know what i feel like I stand by what I said. Law 29 would want us to follow this thread because that's essentially what's happening here, right? Dud believes that the universe is pointing him in one direction or another. Um, and so that's what he does, right? He believes that he has to find out about the corpus. He believes that he's got to find Larry and unlock the mysteries of the universe. Um, whereas Liz... <laughs> Um, believes uh, that going to the beach sucks. It does. It does. does suck. That shot—it makes me laugh so hard when she's. You can you can tell immediately where she's going. She doesn't have to say a word. She's very obviously headed for the beach, and she just opens the door and is like, "Nope, (laughs) beach is terrible. No, I'm not doing that. Beach is bad." So she makes she makes the correct call, but then makes the wrong call, which I appreciate because it's a very list thing to do. Is she makes the right decision? Of not going to the beach because the beach sucks. Um, but then she gets dressed up to go to work, hoping that she can get a shift on her day off, um, which is not how any of that works. Um, <laughs> unless you've been called in for some reason. That's not how any of that works. Um, and then she makes the other bad decision of, I'm going to get drunk at work in my uniform, <laughs> which is not the right choice to do, even with a great, as great a manager as Jeremy. That is not the correct decision to make. And I really appreciate Jeremy being like, you need to go home. <laughs> like, for your own good, please go home. Okay, you're just going to cart joust in the back. All right. Okay. I can't stop you because I'm Jeremy. But Guys, corporate, come on. Yeah. yeah. Which is though that the court, the, the jousting in the back is probably better than if, if like she was at the bar yes. drunk wearing the shamrock shirt. So like yeah. this is why uh 
this is why I think why he doesn't stop them because if she's yeah. not in the back drunk, she's going to be on the floor, like the the main like restaurant floor, and it looks like you're pretty parched over there. I was extremely parched. Yeah, um, we should you know give our final ranking for Marcus. Marcus says glass bottle is tops, then a good fountain mix, then bottle, then can, and then bad fountain mix. Last, I think we can all agree, bad fountain mix is definitely yes. the worst. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yes. Like yeah. there's nothing worse than going for a soda and it's just it's either flat or it's over carbonated or like the nozzle's not right um as someone or there's not enough of of the actual flavoring yeah. and it's just like tinted soda water yes. also the worst yeah. yeah yeah nothing worse than tinted soda tainted tinted tainted tainted soda Both. water and you know what i've never as like a like a little branch off to the side i've never had soda out of a gun like a fountain gun oh, okay sure. that i was where i was like mm, that's good no no Never. absolutely not i absolutely hate soda water from a gun it's terrible or any soda from a gun like ginger ale like when you're at a bar and you order a gin and ginger or whatever because well, it all tastes exactly like the other thing that's why i don't like keurigs yes. because everything tastes like coffee regardless of what you brew in it like yeah anyway boo anyways anyway <laughs> Um, Kate's well, like, I have to go back to work sometime, folks. <laughs> I suspect that maybe we'll revisit to the subject of Liz's day off in the next episode. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what happens, but well, I think perhaps. I mean, she does decamp to someone's like condo, um, which was a nice way to bring the bird back. But I also really appreciated just the staging for that condo of her fellow co-workers just like, wiped out like that one server who's just head down on the table just like corpse limp um was just deeply deeply impressive i really loved that whole milieu it was beautiful yeah um so dud's adventure with ernie takes him in some sort of unexpected directions and you're right that not a ton happens but i feel like it is interesting as a sort of um continuation of tone i guess yeah like it continues to we've talked about this in the last episode continues to kind of cement the vibe here which is a little hard to articulate, but incredibly specific, <laughs> right? Like it's just, there are a lot of things that it's not. And the thing that it is, is sort of in the middle of all the things that it's not, I guess. Um, how did you feel about our dud and Ernie time? First of all, the seal was definitely there and Ernie definitely didn't see it. <laughs> and so the, uh, Hey buddy, let's uh, stop driving the car. You need, let's get some, let's eat some food. Let's eat some food and make sure that you are not still drunk um from the last night because i should not be in a car with you right now because you are seeing seals um so i thought that was effective and i liked the way that they filled in some backstory with connie um you know in a pretty like straightforward way i thought it was it was a good handling of of uh or a more elegant way to get some of that backstory in there um, which I appreciated. So yeah, I, I had I had fun with the, with the two of them, and I mean, Dud his fixation on the the True Lodge and um, everything that's you know like it's it's a bit much, but it also makes sense for where he's at. Hmm. Um. I really like the the revelation, and I put that in air quotes that Ernie's bookie is Joe Grafasi of yeah. 
pawn shop fame, right? Like that, and and that Dud thinks he's finally like he's finally gonna one up him. I find that scene very satisfying. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a seal and then some bad decisions and then a menacing black SUV and and then we head back to the lodge and call it a day. Not much gets accomplished. Noel, how did you feel about Dud and Ernie? I liked their little journey in no small part because it really kind of solidifies their connection, which I really appreciate. Um, and that that for me is like the big takeaway of them going on this like little weird uh um, scavenger hunt around Long Beach, essentially. Um, I think just kind of puts them closer together, and I really like that. And that's that's my big takeaway from it. Everything else is fun, interesting window dressing of various kinds, from Larry hasn't lived in that house for a while to Larry's apparently living out on an oil parcel he owns, maybe. But I agree with Kate that he's been in the lodge the whole time, just in another secret room we don't know about. <coughs> but all of this continues to feed into Dud's sense of this is magical. This is a quest. This is something that I'm we're going to figure out. And you, Ernie, you are going to help me do that. Um, and and it's not in a like aggressive way. It's just in an assumption sort of way, which is very Dud of just kind of assuming that this, as Ernie is the de facto head of the lodge, and him as the youngest, but also the one who he is extorting <laughs> mm-hmm. um is the one that's going to ha- help him do all this stuff um to find some kind of meaning so i think it just generally reinforces that connection i really like that one of the things i love about it is i feel like it um and i i this isn't anywhere close to one of my favorite lodge 49 episodes but i think even the episodes where you're like this is good and this is fine have a bunch of really fun interesting things to sort of mull over And one of the things that I love most about it is that in one scene, you can sort of understand why it is that Dud is so caught up in this, right? They show up at at Larry's house that isn't Larry's house after having found this dead body, and it's full of coffins. Yes. Right? Like, feels important. You can understand why... If you were reading a story, which essentially we are, you'd be like, oh, well, this is significant. And Dud is having the same interpretation, only we know that he is wrong to have that interpretation, right? Because it's not. It's just he's living in the world. So there's that. And then on the other hand, you you can understand why he would do that. But then he takes that information and processes it in the worst way possible. Like the the correct response to the universe is putting me on this quest and I'm going to learn something about the world is not to go show up at the house of your temporary boss and kiss her more awkwardly than anyone has ever been kissed in their entire life while she's got foils in her hair. Like that's the wrong response. A lot like Liz, right? Liz, the right response is to not go to the beach. The wrong response is to spend your entire day off at work in your uniform getting blasted um, on the Sunday drink special or whatever it is. Sunday she gets a little spread. flight of beer. Sunday spread. She gets a little flight of beer she has her vodka tonic she's eating a bunch of fried food it's not great choices liz um and i like that the sh- that lodge 49 allows you to see why it is that dud feels the way he does and then makes it very obvious that he's just he's taking it all the wrong way because wow what a terrible decision mm-hmm. yeah i love that i love that shot of her on the phone at Tempjoy in front of all of the empty chairs yeah it's real. It's really good. Uh, they they do a lot of really. They've done 
a lot of really good work with the empty um Corvus um office. Corvus Corvus mm-hmm. Corvus. Corvus, I yeah, think. Corvus office. Um yeah. just they're getting a lot of mileage out of that desolate kind of space, both interiorly and exteriorly, because the little spot where they have lunch is appropriately industrial park. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like those two locations, when whoever was doing their location scouting got those, were like, oh, great. This is going to take me five minutes. This could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Great. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and I appreciate that the the guy at the house is credited as weird artisan. <laughs> Just like, yep, that's, that's yep. correct. That's good. That is good. Um, we've got one little Liz thing that we haven't touched on yet. Um, which is we get a little flashback of her with her dad. And wow, that scene just guts me. Yeah, it's terrible. It's just like, you are the worst, dad. Oh, yeah, wow. It's, it's not great. That's really bad. It's not. Yeah. It's not great. And then um, that coupled with, Marcus just pointed out that when Dud is talking about Liz to Ernie, and she says she's too smart to do pool, and oh, she's just too smart to do pools, and oh, well, she's been... Um, working at shamrocks um you know that it's not great it's not great for liz yeah she should get back to being a paralegal yeah liz oh poor liz yeah um well do you have any other thoughts about sunday marcus if you have any more drop them in the chat do either of you have any more revelations you want to linger on do you feel bad for blaze i love that we got answers immediately about the body. I did not anticipate that. I did not anticipate Ernie, like, going downstairs and just telling all the lodge people who are there. Like, right, like, I was like, oh, are we going to do, like, a whole hide this up, cover this up, situation? Like, what's going to happen? You know, it's like, and, and, like, I that was so refreshing. Absolutely loved it. And we get more of this, like, conflict with Ernie and Scott about the, the police, and that was the correct thing to do. Um, but it is, um, it's a, you know, they take advantage of what it can mean for, uh, tension within, you know, between the characters. But yeah, I, I, that was delightful. Immediately you get, he hermetically sealed himself in and drank formaldehyde. That's why the corpse is preserved the way that it is. You know, all these, this is why it's going to seem meaningful to Blaze and to Dud in a way that it will not to Ernie and Scott. Um, yeah, I, I thought that that was all handled really well. Mm-hmm. Oh, Marcus says, oh, and we got more Scott info. He's Harbor Patrol, the first line of defense. <laughs> the first line of defense. Oh, that poor kid had the worst scout breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, just the worst. He didn't want to take that picture, and he definitely didn't want to see that corpus. Um, he did not want to see the corpus, because it's not a mummy. It's mummy. It's definitely a corpus. Um, uh, yeah, I also really appreciate that they stick to the timeline mm-hmm. <laughs> like that there's debt like yeah okay well now it's the scout breakfast we heard about that it's on the lodge's calendar so scout breakfast yeah, yeah big weekend can't yeah big weekend bingo night and scout breakfast and uh and a new um squire big deal yeah. all big very big funeral everybody um all right uh let's see what the next episode is titled um because we will be back next week, which is week 35. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, to talk about the next episode of Lodge 49, which is called, God, another dull title. I promise they're good. There are good titles ahead. Um, but the next episode is called Paradise. Any predictions? Hmm. Paradise. Um, 
I'm guessing we get more information. I like Marcus's idea that it's a seedy motel, um, which would track with this show. Um, it's I, I I like that idea that it's either a seedy motel or it's somehow connected to the uh, development deal that the folks taking over the Orbis plot that we get a tease for with the um, billboard as well. Um, which, thought- which reminds me a lot of the crazy ex-girlfriend butter commercials. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yeah. When was the last time you were truly happy? Yeah. It's really intense butter commercials. <laughs> um, so I think it, it probably have something to do with the um, captain and the land development um, aspect of things. Um, but it could also just be that it's time for Larry to go to paradise. <laughs> that would track. What about you, Kate? Well, if, you know, on the motel theme, like, this could be the name of the hotel where, unless we've already heard it and I've forgotten, but where Ernie and Connie have been meeting up because she's allergic to his cat. Um, so, you know, there's that. Uh, even though they are taking a break for right now. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what that's all about. I imagine we'll get more soon with that. But, um, yeah. And then the the more out there guess that I'll do will be um, the something with Larry and where he's been like on his uh, sabbatical and that it's like another name for one of the rooms that we have, we don't know about at the lodge. So that's the only way they're cool. Good. Good guesses. Um, All I will say as my little tease uh, is that you should both avoid looking at any images of this episode, if at all possible, because there is, a visual occurrence that um, should not be spoiled for you. Okay, I don't think Hulu spoils that in the whatever still they use for um, it. I hope not. It didn't, I didn't see it when I was watching this episode today. I didn't see Mm -hmm. um, that particular image come up, but just do what you can to avoid it. Yeah, it shouldn't be difficult. It's worth, it's worth being surprised. You two listeners, do not go looking for images of episode five. Just let it wash over you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the Hulu splash <laughs> image is just um, Larry up at the pulpit or something, um, somewhat in garbed um, for the for the lodge. My brain is Great. not working. <laughs> well, that is going to do it for us for week thirty-four. Crazy. We will be back next week to keep talking about Lodge Forty Nine, and we'll have reached the halfway point. Yeah, the next that's for season the one. first season is. Season one is uh, only 10 episodes, I think. Yeah. I think. Yes. So we're halfway through season one, which means we're a quarter way through the whole series, which is a bummer. But Tears. Tears. Yeah. All right. We will see you then. Bye. Bye. Oh, and thank you to Marcus for joining in the chat. Thank That's you, the thing Marcus. I'm supposed to say. Are there yeah. other things I'm supposed to say? No, that's fine. You're good. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.